Section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. folks welcome to another episode of the song inside and out and we have a, a special guest this evening um one person that's been on ibwip more than anybody ever and uh was looking it up the other day and the last time we spoke with this young lady was on december 28th of 2012 on episode 79 so it's way overdue considering we're on 219 now well. <laughs> uh, of ibwip so let's welcome uh, our friend, Rachel Brooke. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it's been a long time since we talked. I could just make the easiest question and say, so what have you been up to? But <laughs> that would probably take a long time. Yeah, it would. Well, um, you know, in, in, the song, in the song, we like to we take to pick out one song and talk about it. And, and I spoke with you, and we wanted to do something off uh, the, new album, the new album with you and Lonesome Wyatt. Uh, Bad Omen, which came out, uh, let's see, when did that come out? Just recently. Yeah, it came out in April. In April. And this is kind of the follow-up album to Bitter Harvest, which I looked at the date on that, and it was like June of 2009, so it had been a long time, and I know... A lot of people, when after Bitter Harvest came out, they were anticipating, uh, you know, uh, another album. How 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 long how come it took you know six years to put put another album together? Um. Well, I don't know. We always decided that we were going to do another one, but it was just sort of um, like I don't know. We were both kind of working on different things. I know that I wanted to do, uh, you know, my previous album and just kind of work on some of my own ideas before I kind of came back to that, you know what I mean? Sure. So it just kind of, it wasn't a big reason for it. It was just like whenever we both kind of felt the time was right, I guess. Right. And uh, the song that we're going to talk about is uh, the Death Watch Blues, which is a song that you wrote on the new album. So I guess my first question is, now, the songs that you wrote for the album, did you write them specifically for this album? Well, kind of. Um, I did, but not. It, it's sort of strange. Like I, I wrote them just because um, that was like um, kind of like what was coming out of me at that time, I guess. But it, and they weren't for this album, but they weren't really like a theme for an album. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like they were uh, written for the album, but not really like as to, you know to have some like kind of certain sound to them or anything. They were just, I was just writing like I usually write, you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. And that was, so, kind of, um, but yeah, that was kind of my next question is, it kind of follows up with my next question. You know, did you change your writing style knowing that you were going to have songs that were going to in- incorporate Lonesome Wyatt as like duets or uh, did you basically just write as you would for your own? Exactly. Yes, I would. I just kind of wrote how I usually write, and then um, you know, sort of made it work as uh, like a like a duet kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Even though this, there's not too many duets on this album, we kind of sing with each other. Right. You know, <laughs> so you know, yeah. I just kind of wrote it normally, and then we sort of figured out how to make it work for the both of us. Right now. Um... 
did you guys record together or did you like record separately and then put them together? How, how did the recording process work? Um, well, we, we'd send each other like demos of the kind of, you know, we'd write them at home or whatever and we'd you know, say, Hey, what do you think of this one? And then, um, I went to Wisconsin to record. So we were there for the recording or, you know, I was there for the recording. Um, so Mostly, I kind of just did a, like a lot of my tracks, and then um, Wyatt does his magic, <laughs> right. and you know, made him sound great. <laughs> I always picture it like you know this this damp, musty basement where he just sits and just creates all this stuff, and <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, I don't know how he does what his style or you know what his like writing, sure, uh, you know how how he kind of goes about it, but. You know, it it was it was pretty cool though. You know, we got to spend a couple of days and and just you know work together on it. Sure. It was cool. So uh, the song "Death Watch Blues." How, how how long ago was it that you wrote that song? Um, I remember it was a year and probably maybe like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was the winter time. Um, and it was at least a year ago. So probably like the winter, last year's winter. Okay. And how did the how did the the song come to be? I mean, what was the the inspiration for this song? Well, um, this song is actually it's it's sort of like a true story, kind of. I guess it's um, there. I kind of I it was sort of a family member that died, and. Um, we were kind of taking care of him while he died. So it was sort of like a whole process that I've never really um, experienced before. It was sort of a traumatic thing, I guess, sure. you know? Sure. So the song is basically what happened, kind of, it's just more a little bit um, elaborated on, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, do you find that um, most of your writing comes from personal experience? I mean, you know, most most songwriters, it, it's it's a big, large percentage, but... For you, you know, like you said on this song, it, it was an experience that you had. Is that kind of the, your um, writing process? Does it usually come with from experience? Yes. Um, usually, the songs I write are they they're inspired by a real feeling or a real event, um, but then I just, like I said, I elaborate on it and kind of make it a little bit bigger, just you know, to I don't know to to make the song a little bit better. I guess you know. But most most everything I write comes from a real place. And on this song, like you said, it was you know you experienced you know helping take care of a family member. Um, do you think that this song was it was maybe helpful to you to kind of dealing with and coping with the loss or you know? Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, that's another thing. Yeah, when I write, it's usually because I have to, and I know I've said that before, but it's true. It's, when I write, it's because it needs to get out, mm-hmm. and um, this is one of those ones, especially that really probably was just dying to get out. You know, definitely. <clears throat> and you know, there's 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 obviously you know with, with with bitter harvest and with the this album bad omen, you know, th- there is definitely a, a different feel than the normal Rachel Brooks sound wise. Yeah. In my opinion, you know. Um, is is it is it nice to to kind of take a different avenue as an artist? Does it help you be even more creative? Oh yeah, it's good. I mean, it's like 
I am the kind of, I just can't do the same thing over and over. I just can't. And it's, for a while, it was sort of like a struggle, you know what I mean? Um, so being able to do different things on different albums is like, that's, I mean, that's, there's nothing better than that. Right. You know, why do the same thing twice? Right. <laughs> Well, you always even change your hair color all the time, right? That's right. I do. I know. And nobody recognizes me every time. But uh, that's all right. That's awesome. So, you know, uh, when Bitter Harvest came out, there was such a huge, um, you know, a lot of great reviews and stuff. Was it, Was there any kind of, like, were you critical of yourself and your songwriting or, you know, maybe hypercritical, knowing that the 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 bitter harvest was so successful, and and the anticipation, or did you guys just kind of go about it as you normally would? Um, I was a little bit. I was hoping that people would like it as much. You know what I mean? Because yeah, people really liked the bitter harvest. You know, and I was sort of nervous that people, you know, maybe wouldn't like it as much. And I guess that's normal, though. I mean. Sure. I, I can't expect people to like something any more or less than they do. It's just like that's all, you know, up to them, I guess. So um, I was a little nervous, but I'm also very confident in, in, in that record just because I feel like it's totally different, but sort of um, kind of pairs well with The Bitter Harvest. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It, it seems like a maybe a darker, more distorted feel to yeah. it. Yeah. I definitely think that you have to you have to listen to it on vinyl to really get the full effect. I think. I agree. I think all music should be heard on vinyl. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> you know, um, as a songwriter, uh, you know, um, your last solo album, uh, "A Killer's Dream," came out in in December of 2012. You know, as, as a songwriter for you, what is the most difficult part of songwriting for you? What do you, What do you have the most difficulty with? Um. I guess it would be, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to get to, to finish a thought, I guess, you know, um, because I, I ha- I'm inspired easily. And then I, mean, I write, like, I have, like, who knows how many hundreds of, hundreds and hundreds of song ideas, I guess, that were never finished, you know. So I guess, like, the, and the actual writing part is, you know, finishing my thought without straying too far from it. You know what I mean? Sure. Do you find that, you know, but, your your idea or your thought is, is running faster than maybe you can catch up to it and put it into words? Um, well, yeah. Kind of, I mean, it's just, like I said, like I have a lot of ideas for songs, and some I feel that some of them are really good. Um, but maybe it's just like coming back to them and trying to expand on it, and, and maybe by that time, it's the thought or the feeling is past. Sure. You know, so it's like it's like still like, well, if this is a good song, I should try to develop this more. And that can be difficult, but you know, if, if it's if also if I feel like I'm not feeling it, then it's gone. Right. You know what I mean? If I don't go back to it, but um, the the good songs come and they come and complete. You know. Right. So. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, that, that might be the hardest part, but it's still enjoyable. Sure. Mm-hmm. So solo wise, I mean, have you been working on uh, uh, any new projects uh, for yourself? Um, I 
Oh, yeah. Um, well, I do have a new 7-inch coming out. Um, I don't have a date yet because, it's, to be honest, it's being uh, pressed. And, oh. and the place that I'm going to is just so backed up. I'm just waiting to... Uh, I'm waiting for them to catch up, you know, right. I mean, I have my covers, I have everything already, it's just the vinyls being, it's just, they're way behind. So, um, I have a six-song, seven-inch, um, called, uh, The World's Greatest Anchor coming out soon. So, as soon as I kind of get some word on that, I'll be able to finally pick a date for the release. Hopefully, it's not too late in the year, you know. Sure. I, and have you noticed that, you know, over the the past three or four years, as vinyl's gotten more popular again, it, that, it, that it's it, the the pressers are having more trouble keeping up than they used to, probably? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> I know a couple other people who are kind of in the same boat, you know. Sure. Um, it, it's just like, yeah, they've been so busy that it's, I mean, it's good for them that they they have so much business, but... You know, now it's like, I wonder how long it's going to take to get your record press. You right. know, it used to take, you know, maybe a month or whatever, you know, and now it's like three months or more. <laughs> do you so, do you prefer, I mean, personally, like when you listen to music, do you prefer listening to vinyl music? Well, it depends on where I am. I mean, sure. um, when I'm at home and yeah, vinyl is just, it, it's more fun, I guess. Right. I don't know how to explain it. Just seems more fun. Um, but other times, like, sometimes I'll just put on my, you know, my iPod and just let it run, you know what I mean, sure. just to have some music going. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I, I vinyl just seems like it's, you know, it's fun to, like, go through the records and find what you want to listen to and listen to the album, sure. the complete album, you know what I mean? Definitely. What kind of music are you listening to right now? Well, let's see... I'm trying to think of what I was listening to. Basically the same things <laughs> that I always like. Um, let's see. I've been listening to um, a lot of Screaming Jay Hawkins. I don't know if that's just because of, you know, it's Halloween and all that kind of sure. stuff. Um, oh, Jonathan Richmond, again. I really like him. I can just go back to the same ones. But, you know, because there's so much, there, you know, I like so many different things. It's, Sometimes I forget about the ones that I that I really like. You know, oh, Blind Willie McTell, I've listened to him a lot. But, you know, basically reliving the, the, the my favorites over and over again. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned, you know, with, with Halloween coming up, you know, when, when you know, I wouldn't say that Bad Omen is a Halloween album, but, you know, would you consider it, you know, kind of a, a darker album? Bad Omen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's just that, you know, the, the songs are sort of a little bit on the darker side, you know. Um, and, and I don't know if, like, like why I kind of write that way and I write that way. Right. So it wasn't like, you know, we were like, let's write like a really dark album. <laughs> right. It's just like, let's write some songs and then they just end up being like that. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's, but yeah, the good thing about Halloween is that people can like really get into that kind of stuff around this time if they're not usually into it. Right. So it's kind of a good season for it, I guess. <laughs> so, what kind of advice would you give uh, female songwriters who are you know who are starting out writing music and and and, and trying to uh, mm -hmm. you know find their own 
uh, style, what kind of what kind of tips do you wish you somebody would have told you when you got started? Um. Well, I wish somebody would have told me that um, that everything everything you want to do, you can do completely by yourself and be successful. Right. You know, um, which I do, which I learned, but um, and I planned on doing. But sometimes you think like, oh wow, it would be easy if I had help here or here in these different areas. But really, you know, nowadays especially, um, it's you know it's very easy to succeed. Sure. And as long as what you're doing is like real and true to yourself, you know what I mean? Right. Like I don't know. It's just um, I feel like if if as long as like what you're doing is. Uh, completely real, then you can succeed in it. You know what I mean? Right. You don't need a lot of help from other people or any labels or or anything like that really. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, and with, with technology nowadays, you, you can you can you can put a whole album together you, you know, and, and you can get it and send it out to you know, be pressed and you can do all the artwork yourself. You know, you really can mm-hmm. you you have complete creative freedom. Exactly. And and I, and that's kind of what I've always wanted, but, um, you know, some, it's, it's hard sometimes when you see, like, you know, uh, other bands and stuff, you know, doing really well. And, um, you know, you're thinking, oh, man, all I need is, like, just a little bit of help from this person or, or this label or whatever. But really, it's, it's more satisfying if you do it yourself. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, it's, and, um, I don't know. It's, I think that that's the way to go nowadays. I think it really is. And I think that more and more it's going to be going that way. You just got to be smart about it, you know? Right. You know, and, and I, what I, what I've always, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, you have, you know, been a solo artist, I guess, you know, and, and there's been a lot, you, you've had, you know, backing bands, but there's been a lot of times you've toured with, you know, it's just you and a guitar on stage and, and I, I find that amazingly intimidating <laughs> to me, but, you know, for you, um, as a female, and you know, I would not—I wouldn't say that it's a, a male predominant, but you know, it, female musicians and female artists. Um, do you feel like it's 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 a rougher road, or maybe you have to work a little harder than those? Uh, not only just male solo artists, but you know, bands as well. Well, it depends on. Um, honestly, it just kind of depends on who you are around. I mean, honestly, it's like, yeah, there are a lot of, like, people out there who, um, yeah, there's a lot of men out there, and there's a lot of men in this, like, industry, but there's also, um, a lot of men who really want to hear the females, and so, I don't know, it's like, it's, I guess in some ways it's hard, but sometimes, in some ways it's, like, the same to me, you know what I mean? Like, I, I hate to, like, put, up oh, boundaries just based on like male or female and all that kind of stuff you know what I mean it's hard and easy either way I guess I don't really know (laughs) I was trying to get all like you know socially political on that question I guess yeah (laughs) (laughs) and Rachel says no we're gonna have good time (laughs) yeah yeah exactly well you know what I mean I I, I have like my personal opinions but it doesn't apply to everyone sure it doesn't apply to every like you know every situation, so I, I, I try not to, like, really say too much, you sure, know? Sure, Um It's all kind of based on, like, 
you know, either um, a specific band or a specific person or, you know, I, I hate to right. generalize because it's, you get into trouble and it's not, it's not fair. Right. Really, you know? Definitely. So you, you got the seven inch coming out uh, pretty soon. Um, do you plan on touring at all? I, I... Um, well, I don't know. Um, probably, I mean, I, I probably will tour a little bit maybe in the spring. Um, maybe after the, uh, the seven inch comes out, but I have another big project, um, that I've been working on that I really need to focus on getting out to. So, um, we'll see. It's kind of like, you know, after the seven inch, once I figure out when the seven inch is going to be released and hopefully, you know, soon, um, then I can kind of narrow down when this next album is going to be out. <laughs> All right. And then from there, it's kind of like, okay, then I'll think about the touring. You know what I mean? I sure. kind of have to do it in steps. So I can't really say what I'm going to, but um, eventually, yeah, I'll be back out there. Do you do you like touring? I mean, do you, do you enjoy going out on tour? Um, I do and I don't. I, it's kind of stressful. Um, just because I'd rather be at home. Honestly, I, I mean, I love to play shows, and I love to, um, you know, just... Honestly, I, I like I like going to places and playing the shows, but not having what's familiar to me around me is hard. Sure. You know, it's like it's hard for me to enjoy it when I'm, like, kind of in a place that I've never been. Right. You know, it's just, I'm just that kind of person who likes to be at home with my normal surroundings. Like, I don't even leave the house for, like, weeks sometimes, you know? Like, I'd just rather be in, in my home. Sure. But on the road, it's just sort of stressful. Right. Um, but the sh- playing the shows and meeting people and, you know, eating different food is like, <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> So where do folks go to get their hands on, you know, Rachel Brook music? I know we didn't talk too much solo stuff, but where, where do folks go to see what you have going on? Well, um, they can go to my website, which is uh, com, And everything is like all the news and stuff is like updated on that site. Plus all the links to like the music and also to like me and Wyatt's stuff. It's all on there. So, I mean, that's, like, the main place to go. Awesome. Well, Rachel, uh, thank you very much. I, I can't believe it's been almost three years. I will not let that happen again. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, see, you must be busy. You must be being very successful. You must be successful. No, no. Just my wife. No, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for trying. You tried so hard on that one. I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, well, you must be doing good. I mean, you've been going on for how long now? Uh, eight years. Well, Rachel, again, thank you very much. Uh, folks definitely need to get their hands on Bad Omen. You can listen to it. You, know, you can buy it digitally. You can buy the CD. But I'm telling you, if you want to hear um, this album, I think the way it was probably meant to be heard or, or just the best way is definitely check it out on vinyl. Oh, definitely, yeah. All right, thanks again. And this is... Death Watch Blues. Thanks again, Rachel. Thank you. I feel death coming. I felt a bleeding. 
Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web hosts? You need to check out HostGator.com. You're going to find web hosting made easy and affordable. HostGator offers unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click script installs with a free site builder and the best control panel out there. Stop by today and try free demo to see how easy it is. And if you use a special coupon code, section 8686, you'll save 25% off your web hosting packages. What do you got to lose? Check out HostGator.com and take a bite of your web hosting costs.